there are principles, and then there are principles of the year principles. Valencia Toomer is the award-winning type. She's a College of Education alumna, and we're excited that she recently was honored in North Carolina for her excellence. We talked to her about the award and how at the root of everything, she's an agent of change. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Welcome back to Education Eclipse. And I'm joined by Valencia Toomer, who is uh, an extraordinaire principal. At least that's what North Carolina Association for Scholastic Activity says. Valencia, thanks for joining the program. And yes, they named you Principal of the Year last year. So great news for that. Yeah. And, and you hadn't even been a principal for two years yet. And so let me tell you, right up top, you had a very proud brother... Uh, who is here in the College of Education. A lot of people know Cedric Price and your sister-in-law, Paula Gross Price, and both of them came to me and say, oh, we got a story for you. So <laughs> um, so, so, why do you think that you were named Principal of the Year, even though you're not as, let's just say, seasoned as, as many others? Well, I, I think it, it is just about um, setting expectations and having a belief in the culture of your school um, and in my venture here in, in a very short time, um, it's been a, a culture shift and it is about uh, reshaping our culture here. And uh, our school is, is named after a, a famous poet, uh, George Moses Horton. And as soon as I stepped on campus, I knew that it was my job to um, expose our students to our namesake and to begin um, the journey of loving ourselves, loving where we came from, knowing who we are, and in knowing who we are, um, exposing kids to activities that they otherwise would not um, experience. And so I have a strong belief in reaching the whole child. And I recognize that all students are not A honor roll students or AB honor roll students, and that sometimes we have to find ways to reach them deep down. And so uh, the award that I received from the North Carolina Association of Scholastic Activities allows us to reach those writers and those speakers and those debaters and those artistic children who otherwise sometimes um, do not get to explore their their inner selves because sometimes we only focus on academics. Right, and I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's It's very apparent that a lot of people uh, are they're good administrators they are not good ministrators they don't minister to the individual they administer and that's it um, I, I think what you're you're talking about elevating those students by focusing on each of their needs um, is, is what I'm hearing um, absolutely so so just for those who don't know this North Carolina Association for scholarship scholastic activities uh, it's a it is a nonprofit school association and it promotes academic excellence and success of students there in North Carolina through through these scholastic competitions. So I think I think the listener would understand if we were to say quiz bowls or knowledge bowls, art displays, uh, performances by show choirs. So there at Horton, uh, what ways did you do this? So we had uh, pretty much all of those that you named. We have our quiz bowl. We have our twelve team, uh, our quill team, which is a writing. Um, 
competition, we have our show choir and, and, and we placed in the uh, states, we were, we were competing in the regional and the state competition last year. And one thing that is very important for, for the listeners to know is that we are not a school of the arts. You know, we are a little old Horton Middle School here in rural Chatham. And that is because we had staff members who um, believed in the vision that, that, that I have for the school and ran with it. You know, we had a staff member who said that he'd be willing to, to start a show choir and we did it with about 17 students. And it was amazing to watch them sing and dance and, and represent Horton um, and place. And, and so a lot of the schools that we were competing against they were actual school of the arts. They um, focused, their focus was on the arts. And, and so I was extremely proud to, to know that a, a school such as ours could not only enter a competition, but could, could place and could, could do well. Yeah, you mentioned uh, against schools of the arts, but you also said, uh, I think you said little old Chatham. So were you against some <laughs> large school districts as well? Absolutely. Uh, if you are from North Carolina and you hear the uh, Wake County schools and Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, County schools, you know that, you know, they have, we have, Chatham County has a little over 8,000 students. And uh, I know that there are some schools that one school may have about 4,000 kids in there when, you know, you're in, in Wake County um, and such. But um, yeah, we're we're in Little Chatham, and but it, it may be a little county, but we have big hearts here, and we have big efforts um, that we try to to expose our, our students to. Wow, well, one school with four thousand in Wake County is about um, the size of Pullman, anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah, don't, t- don't quote me on that exact yeah, number. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you talked about a culture change. Um, it, so was was did Horton Middle School not participate in the, um, you know, like these oh what the scholastic competition beforehand, um, and how what how was it that you went about changing that culture? I mean, that's a tough thing to do. It is. It is. Um, when I two years prior uh, to becoming the principal at Horton Middle School, I was the assistant principal at Northwood High School. And Northwood prides um, itself on the arts and has been an up and coming arts program, receiving honors and awards, uh, had built on new art facilities and wings. And so I took a piece of that and and basically brought it to Horton at the middle school level to make it function appropriately for our school age um, kids. And And again, it is all about um, your passion and your belief in something and and how you share that vision with with teachers and with other stakeholders and what you find important uh, you know I always say what gets counted gets done and if 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 it's, it's something that they knew was important to me but not just me on a personal level but for the sake of our kids our vision and mission here at Horton is today we learn together we solve tomorrow we lead so the, at the core of everything we do is we are producing leaders and you cannot produce leaders without finding out who you have sitting in these seats. And sometimes it takes getting out of the seats <laughs> to know um, what you're what you're working with and the value that they bring to the table. So once 
I was able to to explain the vision, you know, it was it, it's it appeared to be seamless that we had staff members to jump on board and everything is on a volunteer basis. There is no compensation aside from the glory behind us winning and our names being called and recognized and trophies and and plaques. But uh, there's no compensation for teachers to to be on board. And, and we know that uh, a lot of what we do in education is not necessarily compensated through dollars, but it is it is through the reward that we receive from from students. So I feel that it was pretty seamless um, to to get staff members on board and the shift is continuing to happen. It is not an overnight shift, but we are still in the shift. Um, this is I'm entering my third year here at Horton. And so we are still um, hitting the ground running and, and we look to enter additional competitions this year that we haven't in the past to keep our name on the map. So first of all, let me get this clear. So you're telling me that people go into education not for the money? That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> shocker, right, shocker. So, so, you, so let me just go over some of the highlights um, for last year. And this is all for this uh, North Carolina Association for Scholastic Activities. So Horton student Lexi Spivey, 2018 Middle School Student of the Year finalist. Horton teacher Tracy Miller yes. was the 2018 Middle School Scholastic Director of the Year finalist. Horton parent yes. Lisa Holder was a 2018 Volunteer of the Year finalist. So it sounds to me like you had all the pieces, but with that culture right. shift, now now you're able to really, uh, as we said, elevate. So it's not just students, elevate. but also staff and, and you yourself. Uh, I found out this. So the first year of competition, you were competing as a large district. You came in third just behind Cumberland County and winner Guilford County. Last year, you were medium size and you won. And we won. That is correct. So little old Guilford, uh, not Guilford that County. Chatham. That's a big one. Little little Ch uh, Chatham County, uh, Chatham County Schools uh -huh. won for for the medium. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And of course, you know, and this is we haven't been in a part of NCASA uh, for that many years. And one thing that um, I would like to to commend our district leaders is that this is solely paid for by our um, district leaders. It does not have to come out of school funding. Um, and so that is something that they recognize as a benefit to um, our students as well. And it is up to us to to capitalize on that and expose our kids to it. So big shout out to our district leaders as well for, for taking on that. So let me ask you, just this is something that is, uh, you know, a theory that a lot of people will, will differ on, uh, you know, in terms of how they feel about this. but. When we talk about high expectations and high standards, mm -hmm. okay, a lot of people will say aim high, as high as you can, and if you if you fall short, that's okay. And a lot of people say aim low because then you always surpass what the expectations would be, right? Um, but what are you, what are your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? I mean, should we aim high uh, with what we we think we can do, uh, or should we should we surpass the expectations because then everybody's happy? Well, <laughs> you should definitely aim high. And as you're aiming high, you probably need to ask yourself, should I aim even higher? <laughs> 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 you know, because you, you you are so surprised when you when you set the bar. And, and, and I feel that I'm never surprised when kids um, reach the, those high expectations. It's it's the, the surprise comes in with, like I said, should we aim even higher? 
because that 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 is the surprise that we wait on is when they do actually meet it. Um, you know, we all can celebrate and, and take pride in it. But then it also, the kids make you feel like, whoa, that was too easy. <laughs> and so you have to turn around and ask yourself, should we have aimed higher? Um, and so that that's my take on that. You know, I, we don't want to sell kids short and we don't want to aim too low because, again, we're creating leaders and we set the bar for them so that they can set the bar even higher for those that are coming behind them. So we don't aim low, we aim high and even higher. Right. Sometimes you do fall short when you aim high. If you aim low, mm-hmm. they will always meet that. I mean, they will always meet. Yeah, That's right. you aim even lower, they'll just that will be what they aim for. So, uh, so That's right. so since uh, since it wasn't the money, let me just ask: why, why did you go into teaching in the first place? Why was that something you wanted to do? Oh well, I grew up in uh, well, I did grow up in Chatham and. I remember as a little girl feeling at a su- at such a young age, and this was as early as second grade, that I could make a difference. And I know that it's so cliche, but it is the absolute truth. Uh, every classroom that I was in as a young child, the teacher always paired me um, with the student who may have had attention difficulties or students who may have struggled behaviorally and they always felt you know if i pair this child up with with valencia uh valencia can help them out valencia can work with them academically and uh she can teach them this and teach them that and it was really teachers who made me feel that yes i can do that yes i can do that and uh and that is why i initially went into education is to make sure that hey i i I can always make a difference and I pride myself in being an underdog fighter and that is what I have uh, always celebrated uh, in my short time in Charlotte Mecklenburg schools and in my uh, time in Lee County schools and as well as my time here in Chatham I have always uh, been an underdog fighter um, because I grew up in an area where uh, I wasn't statistically I was not supposed to make it out um, and I did. Uh, and so if I did, then that means that there are others um, there as well. And I, and I charged myself with making sure that if there are others there that I could help um, lead the way for them. Now, certainly here at Washington State University, there's a lot of research going on, including things that, that sound very high tech, engineering, aerospace and, and what have you. But right now, the university is going through a, a brand process with some of the marketing team to to talk about how do people see themselves at Washington State and and uh, a lot of this stuff you know we can say what you know we can we can pretend to be something we're not but a lot of times we're saying well we we're the underdogs we feel like we're gritty we feel like we're blue collar a lot of this stuff is work with your hands um, the background of, of many of the people of a land grant university very much um, lines up with I think what you're what you're talking about in terms of of how you were raised. Uh, it is also in Eastern Washington, and so it's it's kind of on its own little island out here. So, so you came to WSU. Uh, Why did you choose here, and, and what was your experience like? Well, I, I chose there because um, my brother and my sister-in-law have spoken um, very highly of WSU, of the education uh, department, and so uh, I was at the time. 
I was looking for an opportunity to go back to school. And I said, why not? <laughs> why not WSU? I believe at the time, and I'm not sure on the statistics right now, but WSU was in the top 10 schools for um, education. Um, and so I gave it a try. Uh, one of the, at that time, one of the deans uh, I had an opportunity to meet and um, let me know that there's opportunity for me to not only go to school there, but to be able to teach courses. And so uh, in my duration there at WSU, I taught uh, diversity in schools and society and classroom management. And it was, my experience was pretty interesting because I had already previously been a teacher. And so I was able to come in there and see firsthand the teacher ed program and to see the students who are getting ready to become teachers in schools and see where they are um, and to give them firsthand experience of what it is going to be like, you know, currently in, in, a, in a school system. And I know sometimes when you're in colleges, um, you, you feel that your professors and your instructors are, could be disconnected from present day, but that is something that I felt that I brought to WSU was uh, a current and relevant experience to the College of Ed uh, while I was getting my master's degree. The uh, College of Ed was extremely supportive. Um, and so um, I was able to work under um, Dr. Foster, um, you know, God, you know, rest, you know, rest in peace. But I was able to, to work with him. Um, and he was such an inspiration to me, such a leader. Um, and so I wouldn't, and, I, and in fact, right before this interview, I was speaking to someone saying that was one of the best experiences that I that I had. I was teaching at the university, going to school for my master's degree, completing an internship at Jefferson Elementary. Um, and all of that looped into one was a, was a wonderful experience that I would never um, take for granted. I appreciate that. Um, not to try and age you or anything, but do you remember who the dean was at that time when you Oh man, I, I see her face. Was I it Judy Mitchell? Judy Mitchell, but I think there was a transition right before Judy Mitchell. Uh, gosh, I should have researched this before I, <laughs> <laughs> before I before I spoke with you. But I'm not even I'm not quite sure who uh, the dean was. In fact, I met the dean at my brother and sister-in-law's uh, wedding reception. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had no idea who uh, really, whose company I was sitting in. And we were talking education. And that's really how the conversation came up. And, and, and she said to me, well, man, maybe we should get you to WSU. And that's how really the conversation started. And of course, you know, the rest is history. Oh, that's fantastic. So were you involved in the Future Teachers of Color program back then? Yes, in the Future Teachers of Color. Um, and I was in the, obviously, in the master's um, program at the time. But any activities and, and um, workshops and things of the sort that they um, were participating in, we were, um, I was directly involved as well. In fact, uh, one workshop, I'm not sure the name of it, I taught, um, uh, some songs, some some lessons for students. Uh, I was also able to participate in a couple conferences while I was there at WSU as well. Well, that's fantastic. Um, 
So I heard, I you know, I had heard this. I heard that you did your principal certification internship at Jefferson Elementary. You mentioned Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I guess even early on in your career, and, and not necessarily having the clout of being, uh, you know, the superintendent or principal or assistant principal or anything like that. You're just doing an internship, principal cert internship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even back then, I heard this is just what I was told that you helped create mm-hmm. some of the school policies that are still implemented today. Oh wow, that's that's telling. I did not know that they were still uh, active policies. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me just ask you uh, uh, one last question. Something that we're talking about is being an agent of change, and I think somebody could summarize how you are based on on what you've already answered. But if you just had, uh, you know, 30 seconds to explain what makes you an agent of change, um, what would you say? I would say um, it is because I focus on the people. And in my world, it's the students. Uh, Focusing on their needs, their interests, and figuring out ways to tap into uh, what they love, what they have no idea that they love. Um, and then helping them to, to uh, what would be the word, uh, spring is it, it almost serves as a springboard. I feel that my job is to, to serve as a springboard of passion for students. You know, again, uh, kids should not feel down on themselves because they do not have the highest uh, SAT score or they are struggling. You know, getting straight A's, but that. We are tapping into who they are uh, and finding out who they are. And I feel that that is, to me, an agent of change and that I am focusing. Everything that we do, we ask ourselves, is that good for children? Is that good uh, for students? And at the end of the day, our answer has to be yes or we are in the wrong profession. All right, Valencia Tumor, North Carolina Association for Scholastic Activities, Principal of the Year. You know, that was something to happen, but I would gather, I would guess, that uh, really that is not your legacy what your legacy will be what is what what's going on now and what's coming up in the future the effect that you have on those children that will go out and be our leaders uh that that to me is is going to be your your legacy so thank you so much for joining us on on education eclipse uh much appreciated thank you for having me you've been listening to education eclipse a college of education podcast from washington state university 